Welcome, friends, to the Freedom Cast. You are not the crazy one. Not quite a podcast, but rather a kick of confidence to pursue real freedom in your life and not the false manufactured freedom of this world. My name is Jody Meschuk, and I am super excited that you are here and a part of a community of sovereign human beings. Listen, if you've been called crazy, you are not alone because I've been called crazy for 13 years talking about truth. We are going to dive deep into some controversial things. Not sure why they're called controversial when they're truth, but we're going to dig deep into them. Some hard things we're going to talk about. Some things that might step on some toes. And you can take what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. Kind of like a buffet. My goal is just for you to feel less crazy because you're not. Truth is not subjective, but people are. Even though you know, hmm, Others still don't. Where the everyday mama meets uncompromised truth and where your small apprehensive no becomes a strong and resounding hell no. Let's get into it. Well, welcome back everybody to the next Freedom Cast. Um, (laughs) Well, if you have been following me on social media at all, Um, Actually, I would say mostly Telegram, my Telegram channel and Instagram, which is at the Warrior Center. Um, You know that my husband and I just went through the dreaded so-called COVID. Uh, It was was pretty interesting, um, to say the least. Uh, I am, I have a lot of thoughts on it and I, I think even probably most importantly, is looking back and going, hell yes for natural immunity, right? Whatever this thing is, and I have my own thoughts on that, and we're going to be talking about that today um, in terms of the spike protein versus all of this conversation about virus, 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 virus. But the conversation needs to be more specifically about a spike protein. And that indeed is what is causing all of the issues with people. And also, by the way, the other side of that coin is there are, without a doubt, there is without a doubt, plenty of tools at our fingertips that we can use that they don't want you to use. They don't want you to know about. Why? Because it would disrupt their narrative. It would jeopardize the narrative of fear and even beyond the fear that they have perpetuated in people for the last almost two years. The entire medical system would collapse if people knew the truth about everything. Now, you're following me here, which is, you know, I'm going to guess that you know a bit or two about the truth and not falling into the fear and the narrative that they are perpetuating. But at the same time, maybe maybe some of this information will be a little bit new for you, or maybe it will be in a way that you have not heard it before. Because at the end of the day, that is truly, I believe, what it takes for us to move from a place of, mm, all right, I kind of am unsure what I believe but I don't feel super confident 
And honestly, when you move from that place of a little bit of wishy-washiness to absolute 100% confidence in what you believe in, it is a game changer. And I can equate this back to when I finally made that decision about vaccines based off of what we went through. I had to, number one, start questioning a little bit, but I was not confident enough to walk into that pediatrician's office and say, no, we're not doing anymore or ask questions or push back, right? And this was like really in the beginning of my first son, like kind of the, I would say birth to age one, right? Which is where I was like, I'm kind of questioning, but I don't know. I'm not sure that I'm confident enough to push back. And then when that vaccine injury happened, when he received those nine shots in one visit, it was right in front of my face and there was no ignoring or denying it anymore. And I do believe that there is a big piece of this, guys, where it's very experiential. We have to we have to allow people at the end of the day to go through their experiences. We have to see things for ourselves through our own experiences as well. And that is 100% why when you speak to any parent who has gone through a vaccine injury with their child, or maybe it's not even a blatant vaccine injury like encephalitis, like my son went through, or reverse reverting into, let's say, a diagnosis that the world wants to give them of autism. But of course, you know, they'll say vaccines don't cause autism. But it could be that a child um, either goes into some sort of significant negative event after a vaccine, or it could just be that parents finally look at the health of their children and realize that their friends, maybe, who don't vaccinate their kids, their kids are totally healthy. Their kids weather illnesses very, very well. And then they look at their children and they go, well, wait a minute, my child struggles with allergies and my child struggles with, let's say, eczema um, or digestive issues, right? Like things that this world and the medical community wants you to believe is normal just because it's common and it's not, right? So those parents may also finally look at their children and realize, wait a minute, they're not actually that healthy. And why are they not healthy? Could it be, could it possibly be because of this massive vaccine schedule? And take out guys for a second, take out this conversation of vaccine, the way that they want you to think of a vaccine in terms of like, they almost, it's like they present it and advertise it as it's a, a vitamin and it's not, right? But look deeper into that. What is in that vaccine, right? Research those individual ingredients is what I encourage you to do because it's not, they want people to look at the vaccine conversation and they want parents to come into those well checks and believe that this vaccine is the only thing that can save their child from imminent death. 
when nothing could be further from the truth because it's what's actually in those that is causing all of the massive chronic illness in our children. Amongst other things, yes, dirty water, fluoride that children are drinking, um, pesticides and foods, food dyes and everything, right? So like you look at that as a combination of things, but what is the one thing that comes up every month to every three months to then every six months to then maybe twice, once, twice a year for your well checks for your kids, depending on their age? And what is the common thread? The common thread are these dirty vaccines. Okay, so I, I feel like I went off on a tangent there for a little bit. But anyways, we just went through this spike protein manufactured bioweapon, whatever you want to call it. Was it really difficult to go through it? Absolutely. Did I, could I have predicted how our bodies were going to respond to this? No, there's no way. And I don't think there's any way that you can predict or anybody can predict how their individual body is going to respond to something. The key is you need to be prepared. And it's not, hear me out when I say this, guys, this is not being prepared with, oh, when I get sick, then I'm going to use X, Y, or Z. No, 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 no. This is living a healthy lifestyle. And I think even more importantly, <clears throat> I still have a little residual <coughs> cough, guys, um, even more importantly is looking at our mental health, right? Because I will tell you one of the biggest takeaways that I have, and I actually just popped a almost one hour long private video in the Warrior Center for you Warrior Center members about the mental and emotional and spiritual and physical journey that you go through when your body is fighting something and it's no joke. So the more that we can become stronger mentally and emotionally as, as a society, as a people, that, my friends, I think if there were any secret weapon, that would be it. Because imagine, imagine as a society, if more people were mentally fit and mentally strong and spiritually strong and emotionally strong, the amount of people that would not fall for what they're trying to do right now, right? The more people would rise up together and band together and say, no, we're not going to do this. The mask crap would have never happened. It would have never happened. Churches would have never shut down because imagine if the people of those congregations were mentally fit and strong enough to go back and say, no, that's ridiculous. And we're not going to let you get away with this. Right? Like, so if any takeaway from, from what my husband and I have experienced in the last couple of weeks would be there is an emotional and a physical and a mental and a spiritual journey and the more fit that we can become, the more we can, the more that we, uh, I would say, take our power back, right? And so when I'm talking about taking our power back, what does that look like, guys? That, you know, I say a lot of things on social media, like get your kids out of public school, 
Um, why do I say that? Because that is an example of the power that you hold as a human being. That is a perfect example of that. When we think we have to attach ourselves to a system just because we are told we have to, or that's the way it is, or that's the only way your child is going to learn or be productive, that is giving your power away. Now, you may decide that you have found an incredible school with incredible teachers, and you know exactly what they're teaching in this in the textbooks, and you have a voice, and you have um, the ultimate authority over your child. That's still keeping your power, but there's a difference between that and what is occurring in mass, which is, eh, I just don't have any other choice. I have to send my kid to the school. That is not owning your power. That's giving your power away. The same could be said for the medical system. I get a lot of questions um, every day on, well, how do I detach from the medical system? How do I not ha have insurance? Now, again, I think we're missing the point here when we're talking about this stuff because you can you can choose something out of a awareness in a in a in a very cerebral like cognitive awareness way and go you know what i can let's say have this supplemental insurance just in case i don't know a child breaks a bone we want to go into the hospital we you know whatever makes you feel comfortable in the event of a true, true emergency versus the opposite side of that, which is, well, I have to have this because they tell me I have to have it. I have to take my child <coughs> to a well check because they say I have to. So there's a difference, right? Because you at the end of the day don't have to do anything that they, that they tell you to do. You don't have to go to a well check. This is another thing that I love to talk about as much as I can on social media without getting deleted or hopefully deleted um, is challenging you guys back when you ask me about well checks and I say, well, why do you have to? Why do you have to have a pediatrician? Who says you have to, right? Who says you have to? If you feel your mama intuition tells you, eh, something might be a little off. Maybe we should go get it checked out. You have the choice of where you want to go and who you want to give your money to and who you want to give your time to and who you want to give your trust to. So this is where I think setting this conversation up we're going to have today as, as what does that really mean to take your power back? Because as we were going through what we did for a couple of weeks, there were absolutely those moments where I thought, okay, if we end up having to go to the hospital for something, how am I going to advocate for myself? What does that look like? That's taking your power back. Having that prepared and ready, right? Versus being behind the eight ball. And now you're in a position that feels like an emergency and now you don't know what to do. Right. So be prepared and get your health house in order. 
Um, the one thing that I will say right off the bat is if you are looking to go deeper into our story, I have everything posted in the Warrior Center for you Warrior Center members. You can go to thewarriorcenter.com and I have part one, part two, and now part three, where I have listed out what we use, the dosages we use, where we got it, all of that stuff you can find in there. Okay. The Warrior Center is a private membership-based community and it's set up that way for a reason. Why? Because it is protected when you're set up as a private membership community. You are one, I am one, we are 100% protected as a private space. And that is extremely important to me. And that is extremely important in today's type of environment to be protected. So it is not just a protected environment, but it's also a community for you to find like-minded people, to talk every day back and forth, to get your questions answered. Uh, we go we go really deep into educational content, but it's also a community of you to not feel alone, right? So if you are a member of the Warrior Center, you're going to find very detailed what we did with our experience with the spike protein and um, everything we used and where we got it. And I will, what we're going to talk about today in depth is ivermectin, because I will share with you that the one and only regret that I have is that we should have just launched right into the human ivermectin right away. Did we use the awesome horse stuff? Absolutely. Do I recommend being prepared and having things on hand? 110%. Um, but we're going to unpack this ivermectin very detailed today because I think of anything, of anything, they do not want you to know about this. And we have to start asking the questions of why they don't want people to know about this. And really even asking the deeper questions about this dang spike protein, right? Because that is where, that's where you're going to find your power, guys. That's where you're going to find your enlightenment. That's where you're going to find your knowledge. That's where you're going to find your confidence. That's where you're going to just open up an entirely different world for yourself when you start asking those deeper questions. And at the very minimum, get it on hand. Because what you're dealing with when it comes to this spike protein and what we dealt with was the cytokine storm. And we have every bit of tools at our fingertips that don't have to cost a lot of money and that work. And it's the cytokine storm that people are struggling with and they are relying on remdesivir, which is going to shut down their kidneys and kill them. And that's why hospitals are indeed many of them, not all of them, because there's some good ones out there that will actually allow you to advocate for yourself and give you the things that will help you um, move forward and heal in a very somewhat hospitalish term healthy way. But then there's a whole lot out there that are, are not doing things for people that they can be doing. And you, as the human being, need to take that power back and understand that you have these tools at your fingertips and you're going to get more knowledgeable about it today. Okay. So um, just again, if you want the full story about our experience, head to the Warrior Center. 
Um, and I'm sure I'll be talking about it a little bit more on social media as much as I can or here on the Freedom Cast. But we really want to unpack ivermectin today, or I really want to unpack it because it's, I mean, well, first of all, this is what's so great about having alternative platforms and having my own platform because of how they censor, right? Um, you most likely, I mean, yes, there's people out there talking about it, but most likely you're walking a very fine line, right? Of getting censored. If you're talking about HCQ, ivermectin, I mean, even talking about things like plant medicine, like essential oils, like supplements, um, it, it's, it's mind blowing to me how much they just don't want you to know about this. And when I talk about they, we need to define who they is because they is big pharma, number one, right? Something you have to think about profit, big pharma, what's going on, all of that. And then you have to start putting those pieces together of going, okay, who's really pulling the purse strings here? Because everyone has an interest in something. This goes for both sides, okay? Now, you know that if you've followed me long enough, you know that in many respects, I lean in a very conservative, uh, more conservative camp, right? There's, there's things that I would say maybe I don't think very conservatively on or considered very conservative, but we have to look at this also with open eyes and realize that there's special interests on both sides. This is not just about the liberals or the Democrats. Big Pharma also runs the Republicans too, right? Because they all have a special interest in something. So it's really looking at it and going, well, wait a minute, it's corrupt on all sides. It's not just Republican, Democrat, although traditionally a conservative is going to lean more towards people being able to make their own choices, right? More towards upholding the constitution. Not always the case, but more, I would say, just leans more that way. But when you're looking at special interests and you're looking at who are they, you're looking at big pharma, but they're pulling the purse strings of all sides of the narrative because it's all about, at the end of the day, it's all about the money that they earn and the money that other people earn because of the money that they're earning. And it's just sort of this domino effect, right? So they is kind of a broad, there's a lot of people involved in they. And that's why in the very beginning, I think it's important that we talked about what that really means to take your power back. Because that, in essence, is you understanding who they is, and that they will never be able to control you. They will never be able to dupe you, right? They will never be able to make you do something you don't want to do. All right. So ivermectin. <laughs> um, the media loves to call it horse medicine. Uh, and it is probably one of the most targeted terms today right now. I, I feel like it was HCQ maybe last year, and now it's ivermectin. But ivermectin, um, really in the late 1970s, ivermectin was developed as a new class of drug to treat parasitic infections. And yes, this is why it is a horse medicine too, because it's like a dewormer for horses and animals, right? 
Now, what's so interesting about this, as I continue to research the spike protein, continue to research really the root of what's going on, is so much of it points to what a parasite does in our body, okay? So when you think about it, ivermectin is an anti-parasitic drug and so extremely effective at treating, at treating COVID. Um, I hate to say the word COVID, but I'm just going to use the word COVID for today because I want you to always be thinking about going back to the term spike protein versus virus or COVID, right? So this does make you wonder and should cause us to question what exactly COVID is, um, that an antiparasitic drug can kill and eliminate it and also stop that cytokine storm from happening. Initially, ivermectin was used as a veterinary medicine and was soon found to be safe in humans. So really, a lot of the data and drug safety sheet for um, the ivermectin, uh, the side effects are very uncommon and limited. Now, I'm not a fan of really anything synthetic. However, there is a difference in classes of medicine. There really is a difference in something that is um, really created to help the body do what it needs to do naturally versus something that halts the body from doing what it needs to do naturally. So just like we can't throw everything into one bucket for anything in life, you also really can't do that with synthetic medications because there is a wide scale and variety. And so we have to take that into account. And while I'm not a fan of anything synthetic, there are different classes and different spectrums of things. Okay. So when you look at ivermectin and you're looking at side effects, you're looking, you're looking at something that is extremely safe, extremely limited. Um, would you use it every day? No, because why would you, I mean, hopefully, let's hope you don't have parasites every day. People do have parasites. Human, being gets paras human beings get parasites all the time. It's normal um, to get something in our bodies and our bodies are meant to clear that. And we have tools at our fingertips that are very safe to be able to do that, right? And, and we're talking about, again, a wide variety of options of things where you change your diet and you can heal yourself. You change your mental state and you can heal yourself of things. You change what you are bringing into your home in terms of chemicals and you can heal yourself from things. There are so many options out there and that's why it's important that we continue to come back and root into what well, root into like learning about our bodies more, guys. Just learning about our bodies, becoming more aware. Okay, so about 3.7 billion doses of ivermectin have actually been distributed in mass drug quantities over the last 30 years. In a recent study, um, it, it demonstrated that ivermectin was a potent in vitro inhibitor of SARS-CoV-2, showing a 99.8% reduction rate in viral RNA after 48 hours. Now, this is what we experience. Within 24 hours of the first dose of ivermectin, we already felt better. 
within 24 hours. Now, a virus is a dead substance. It needs something to, to attach to, to replicate, to create that cytokine storm. But again, I want you, the listener, to think about always going back to the spike protein as the root of the issue, okay? So lots of studies have been conducted. Um, one in particular I'm thinking of was done on hospitalized patients at four Broward Health Associated Hospitals in South Florida with laboratory-confirmed infection of SARS-CoV-2. Now, we never got tested, nor would I ever get tested. Um, but the test group consisted of approximately 280 patients. Prior to beginning the test group study, information was gathered on all participants. Information collected, including COVID-19 testing results, patient demographics, things like pre-existing comorbidities, initial vital signs, laboratory results, yada, 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 right? And several other, there were a lot of determining factors, identifying potential co-founders between these groups. The outcome of this study, though, guys, showed that ivermectin treatment was associated with lower mortality during treatment of COVID-19, especially in patients with pulmonary issues, which is what we're seeing a lot of from the spike protein, and that randomized controlled trials are needed to confirm these findings. So they found that there was a huge improvement, and then they're just basically saying, well, more trials are needed to confirm these findings. So they're out there, guys. The randomized, the randomized controlled clinical trials are out there, it's not hard to find them. Do they want you to talk about them? No. Why? This is cheap medicine. It works. And it doesn't line the pockets of Big Pharma, who already are standing at, I don't know, I think it was last I looked like $30 billion in profit from an injection that they've created that has no confirmation. In fact, it's proven it does not limit transmission, does not stop transmission, does not stop somebody from getting sick, and is not proven to reduce any symptoms. In fact, what we're seeing, if people actually looked at real data, is that the injection is actually causing people to die. So there you go. Um, all right, back to ivermectin. Uh, because I really, really want to hone in on this episode um, on ivermectin today, because I truly believe the one thing, aside from obviously living a healthy lifestyle, which is important, having really good, strong mental health that you're working on every day, using your supplements, using your oils, eating well, sleeping, all of that kind of stuff, right? But you guys, we're dealing with a freaking bio weapon get ivermectin on hand. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. So in the first randomized double blind clinical trial, which again, please keep in mind, science will make anything sound great if they want to. Okay. So double blind clinical trial doesn't necessarily mean anything that it used to. But in this particular instance, patients with um, who were admitted with COVID-19 
And this was in a, to two tertiary hospitals in Iran, actually, this was a study there, were randomly divided into two groups, intervention and control. Um, in addition to the standard treatment for COVID-19, which again, that's a wide variety of things, please don't use remdesivir, but that's a, a side note. The intervention group received a single weight based dose of ivermectin and the control group received the quote unquote standard care. The conclusion of this particular trial showed that based on findings from the present study, a single weight based dose of ivermectin could improve important clinical symptoms in the patients, such as uh, coughing, um, lymphopenia, lymphopenia, sorry, lymphopenia, uh, lympho there we go. I got it. Um, the drug was well tolerated with a good tolerability profile and few adverse events with oral administration. The second randomized control trial comp comprised of 140 patients, 70 in the ivermectin group, 70 in the standard care. Now, again, this is like common sense. This is, it's common sense. This is how you do a trial. Great. Take some sick people, put them into two different groups. One group gets this, one group gets this. What do they experience, right? Hello. I mean, it's just, it's, it's common sense. The conclusion was that ivermectin reduced the time to recovery and the percentage of patients who progressed to more advanced stage of disease. In addition, ivermectin reduced mortality rate in severe patients from 22.72% to zero, zero. Okay, so it works. What's all the fuss about? <laughs> it works. We have seen that ivermectin has been proven safe for humans. We have seen that ivermectin has been proven to improve recovery time, um, reduce symptoms, reduce overall mortality rates. You guys, I just want you to think for a second how, I mean, even just take Joe Rogan for a second, how he was just vilified for taking ivermectin and getting better. Think about how people in this world legitimately want people to die to prove a point that they want to hide these simple things that work and instead want everyone just to shoot themselves up with poison. Think about that for a second, okay? We took it, we were better within 24 hours. Now, the other things that we did made a difference too. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. The IVs that we got with nutrients, the supplements that we were taking, the oils I was pouring all over our spines and our heads and the rest that we were getting and allowing our body to do what it intelligently knows how to do and create those antibodies, create a defense system. And my God, the word we can't say create natural immunity. The only way that you can get true natural immunity is to actually go through the disease, guys. That's it. That's the only way. Okay. So I'll let you in on a little secret. Ivermectin makes them no money. It doesn't support their narrative. You guys, it's not hard to treat a virus. In fact, you don't really treat the virus itself. You treat the root cause. And in this case, it's acting like a parasite. Now, 
the accredited um, international pharmacy price of ivermectin for eight three milligram tablets is $11.38, okay? If we multiply that by the number of COVID cases, and that's debatable because of the stupid PCR test, in 2020, right, the height of the pandemic, let's say, plandemic, you would need approximately 12 milligrams a day for five days, okay? For a grand total, a grand total of $28.45 a person versus the average, okay, let's, let's look at it this way, right? Versus how much do they get paid for a dose of remdesivir? At least $3,000. The average number of COVID cases in 2020 was 19,663,976, to be exact. Again, that's assuming proper actual PCR tests, which we know were not accurate. Assuming the standard care of ivermectin that would have been brought to a mere $559,000. But by perpetuating fear, promising that the vaccine will reunite people with their loved ones, it's not even a vaccine, it's an injection of poison, that, the, that this injection will return life to normal, we have created a people that are chomping at the bit for this vial of poison by Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson in upwards of 50 billion dollars profit for them. Okay. Versus $28 and 45 cents a person. Now let's touch on something called naturally acquired immunity. Yes. So <laughs> the word that we can't say on social media, the, the hashtag that's blocked natural immunity. Um, now the who, right? the World Health Organization that really just really cares about people's health. I say that sarcastically. Completely deleted acknowledgement of naturally acquired immunity from their website. So this means that in as of June of 2020, the WHO described herd immunity as the indirect protection from an infectious disease that happens when a population is immune, either through vaccination or immunity developed through previous infection. Fast forward to November of 2020, where herd immunity is um, also known as population immunity. It's a concept used for vaccination, guys, in which a population, they say, can be protected from a certain virus if a threshold of vaccination is reached or a percentage of people are vaccinated, which they, that would be considered synthetic manufactured herd immunity. So you're changing the definition that's happening right underneath your noses because herd immunity is a concept that was actually manufactured and created kind of starting back in the 1930s with the diphtheria vaccine, but really ramped up in the 1970s where they created this term of synthetic herd immunity versus just referring to natural immunity as the way that you are actually protected from something. 
So now get this. The CDC historically states that vaccines contain the same germs that cause disease. For example, measles vaccines contains measles virus, can be live or dead. The Hib vaccine contains the Hib bacteria, but they have either, they have been either killed or weakened to the point that they don't actually make you sick. Now, some vaccines contain only part of the disease germ. This is from the CDC. So wait a minute. If vaccines contain the same germs that cause disease, wouldn't we in turn be exposed to said germ through the vaccine? So which is it? I mean, do they or do they not expose you to the virus through vaccination? I suppose in the case of COVID, um, vaccine, quote unquote vaccine, because it's an injection, the WHO is really actually technically, isn't technically wrong because none of these so-called vaccines contain any part of the live or dead virus. Therefore, exposure to COVID through the vaccine isn't possible, but we all know that already. It's a spike protein that's causing an issue. The WHO goes on to comment that, that quote unquote, okay, vaccines train our immune system to develop antibodies, just as might happen when we are exposed to a disease, but crucially, vaccines work without making us sick. Vaccinated people are protected from getting the disease in question. Mm -hmm. Okay, yet again, it's been widely acknowledged that the COVID vaccine does not prevent you from contracting or spreading the virus. I mean, this is all really just a big joke, guys. This, this really seems like it's a big joke. During a viral infection, antibody-producing immune cells rapidly multiply, multiply and circulate in the blood, driving antibody levels sky high. Once the infection is resolved, most such cells die off and blood antibodies, uh, antibody levels drop off. A small population of antibody-producing cells called long-lived plasma cells migrate to the bone marrow and settle in where they continually secrete low levels of antibodies into the bloodstream to help guard against another encounter of the virus. Okay, you guys, natural immunity. Natural immunity, producing antibody cells, producing memory through natural infection, of which we have tools to help your body get through that natural infection. Okay, the Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, Missouri conducted their own study on naturally acquired immunity. Their findings, which they published May, uh, I'm sorry, yes, May 24th of this year, suggest that mild cases of COVID-19 leave those infected with lasting antibody protection and that repeated bouts of illness are likely to be uncommon. Why is that? Because your body is creating a memory. It's the only way your body is going to create a memory. Okay. So we have a choice, guys. We have a choice of either going through natural immunity in which that is the one and only way your body is going to create permanent memory or believing in some sort of synthetic immunity that your body does not recognize, 
your body is going to have a reaction to those ingredients in that injection. Many people are, but they're not being reported because VAERS is an entirely, entirely corrupt arm of the government that was created on purpose to be able to take the limelight off of the negative side of vaccines. It was created on purpose to give immunity to vaccine manufacturers. And just think about that for a second. How can we blindly put our faith and trust in some organization that has no responsibility whatsoever if something happens to your child? How is that even, you know, we, we, we don't, many people don't sit and think about that because we have, they have been told for so long that vaccines are the only way to help, that vaccines are the only way to protect yourself when nothing could be further from the truth, especially when you start to look at what do those individual ingredients do to the body? What is more likely to cause damage? Formaldehyde, polysorbate 80, mercury, aluminum, or going through something and allowing your body to naturally create antibodies and then using things to help the symptoms that you're experiencing. Okay. Why are all these studies on ivermectin being ignored, guys? Why is the science of naturally acquired immunity being thrown out like yesterday's trash? Why are definitions being changed? And why are people being silenced, deleted, censored, vilified? Why? Why is it so horrible to acknowledge our God-given immune system and its wonderfully created response to infection? Are some people going to die from something? Yes. We have now found ourselves in a world that people want to be infallible. People think that injecting themselves with things over and over and over are going to make them the perfect human being species. That is not how nature works. And that is not how this world works. We live in a sin-fallen world. There are going to be things we will never get answers to, guys. There's going to be people who will die from things. You could die literally walking out of your house right now. It is a dangerous thing to try and create a perfect human race. It is a dangerous thing. Okay, let's go back to ivermectin for a second and early treatment. If health was the focus, if building a strong and robust immune system was the focus, if having an immune system that was put in place for this very reason to respond to infection, to build antibodies, to store that memory in our bone marrow for a lasting protection was acknowledged, we would focus on that, right? Our healthcare providers would be promoting a healthy lifestyle, non-toxic homes, eating real food, taking care, taking care of your mental health. They would teach you about the dangers of processed food, medication, pesticides, bleach in your home, dryer sheets. I mean, the list goes on. Where's the, the actual preventative care? And it's not just the preventative care, guys. It's also why are we so afraid of getting sick? 
in my interview on the Freedom Cast with Allison Lundeen, which I encourage you to go back and listen to, she made it extremely apparent that her father was showing some symptoms. They went to the hospital and they sent him home with nothing, nothing. They could have given him ivermectin. And this isn't about, I mean, yes, it's a tragic story, guys. But her story, she's telling her story to help you. We tell our stories so that you can have a different choice, a different option. I tell the story of my child healing from autism so that you know you don't have to believe that lie. So her story is one to listen to. Go back and listen to that episode, guys. When it comes to what is happening right now, you have something that costs pennies versus billions of dollars that pharmaceutical companies are making. The healthcare industry as a whole is reactive, not proactive. The majority of allopathic doctors treat all patients when they're sick and do nothing to help prevent illness or even revere illness and say, okay, you're sick. Take this. That's going to help your body create natural antibodies. And it's not going to suppress the symptoms. The symptoms need to happen. The symptoms are what trains our body. The symptoms are what tells us what to do. If this was truly about health and saving lives, then using ivermectin would be a no-brainer. It's cheap. It's effective. There's little to no side effects. Again, I'm not a fan of synthetics, but with this one, there's little to no side effects. Natural immunity would be praised and not shamed and most definitely not redefined. But it's clear that that's not the priority and that's not the focus right now. It is nothing short of criminal in the way that Fauci has utilized the world stage he has had since the end of 2019, pushing face masks on children, restricting oxygen of children, increasing carbon, carbon dioxide that they're breathing in, telling folks to stay away from each other. Oh, and now he says, oh, I'm not sure that you can get together for Christmas this year. Are you freaking kidding me? How dare you tell me what I can and cannot do? And, and if you are listening to Fauci, I'm sorry, but take a step back and really look at what's going on. Somebody telling you that you can't celebrate Christmas? You have a six-foot rule that was never substantiated, locking people up indoors, restricting movement. You don't quarantine the healthy. You never have quarantined the healthy. And you most certainly do not keep simple, cheap things from humanity that can help them. That is a crime against humanity. Listen, we are living in overly sterilized environments. We are weakening immune systems. People are harboring more bacteria than ever before through mask wearing, through not eating anything nutritious, processed food, food dyes, sugar, people scared from walking, running, going to the gym, hugging people, looking at people, smiling at people. Fauci and the other powers that be dropped the ball big time, guys. 
I know you know this. Imagine if that world stage was used to promote a healthy lifestyle, to shift the narrative, to inform people that leading a healthy lifestyle will greatly diminish the effects of COVID-19 and other viral infections. And this, the spike protein, guys, it's the spike protein. That leading a healthy lifestyle will increase chances of recovery from all kinds of things. That getting sick is actually a beautiful expression of what our body was created to do. That natural immunity was is in fact the highest form of protection that you can have. To educate people on how to properly care for themselves and their family. To inform people about vitamins that exist and supplements and bone broth. And God forbid you stop eating gluten and dairy that is filled with glyphosate and hormones but you have to want to do that. It actually isn't a matter, I don't even think even a matter of the healthcare industry doing this. It's a matter of us as individual human beings determining what we want to do and not subscribing to their system. They can have their system all they want, but you don't have to subscribe to it. Can you imagine where we would be today? how different the world would look today. I would argue that the fear being harbored over this virus, this so-called virus that's never been isolated. If Americans really understood their power, the tables would have been turned immediately and we would never be in this position today. Oh yeah, you would have, you know, your fraction of people fearful. You would have your fraction of people who would be injecting themselves with poison, but it would not be what we're dealing with today. The way people are petrified of this virus. Nobody's rolling down the street, guys. Nobody's dropping dead. It's not happening. It's not a real pandemic. But people have locked themselves up, masked themselves up, deprived themselves of oxygen, made themselves sicker all so that big pharma can make billions of dollars. So let's end on this, guys. How do we lead a cleaner, healthier lifestyle and teach our family members and children to do the same? It takes baby steps because this might be new for you. It might be, you might be just now stepping into your power and grab that. Don't let that go. It doesn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight for us either. The moment that my child received those nine shots in one visit, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. But it didn't happen overnight. And even after his injury, even after we went into the dark world of autism and then came out of it, it still took baby steps. There's still things that we are doing today and learning today, especially going through our experience with the spike protein. We learn all the time and we have to be willing to learn all the time. The benefits outweigh the inconvenience of stepping outside of your comfort zone, you guys. The benefits outweigh the inconvenience of stepping outside of your comfort zone. Baby steps. You guys can remove chemicals from your home. You don't have to clean with bleach. You don't have to over sanitize. You don't have to go through the drive-thru just because it's convenient. 
You don't have to use the laundry detergent and the dryer sheets that cause massive hormone disruption and skin issues and eczema. You don't have to eat gluten if you don't want to, if it's harming your gut. You don't have, to, children don't have to have milk in order to have strong bones. In fact, it actually deprives their bones of calcium. You don't have to go to a well check if you don't want to. You can clean up your diet if you'd like. You can get healthier things in your home. You can stop with the candles full of chemicals and the plug-ins and the Febreze. And you can clean out your air vents. You can sleep on a healthier mattress. You can make all of these choices. Being proactive, not reactive. Getting your health house in order. Get some ivermectin on hand. Give your money to the people who deserve your money, not the system. Choose to pull your child out of public school if you want to. Move if you want to. Find a way. If you're in California and you're under this oppressive regime of Newsom and SB 277 and 276 and all the things that have happened there, you don't have to subscribe to that system. You don't. You can do anything that you want to do. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this this week's episode. Um, Definitely continue to dig deeper. Ask the questions. You can find me over on Instagram at The Warrior Center. You can find me on Telegram. Make sure you get on my email list. Look at all the links on this episode to be able to connect And if you want to go deeper, if you want to find community, if you feel like this is like your shift in life, which so many people are going through of creating boundaries and finding new friends and new circles and all the things, then I encourage you to check out the Warrior Center. You can go to thewarriorcenter.com. You can find our protocol there. You can chat daily with me 24-7. And we will see you guys on the next Freedom Cast. Have a great day, guys. Hey, guys, thanks for joining the episode today. As a reminder, you can connect with me over at thewarriorcenter.com. You can also grab my book, Autism Reimagined, on Amazon, available both Audible, ebook, Spanish, English, and you can also head to therighttorule.com for some freedom gear. Remember this, my friends, you are a sovereign human being and you hold the power, not the government. See you next time.